You're listening to the Blue Box Podcast, and for the next 60 minutes, we're just going to be cheering so that you don't have to. I'm JR. Hello, I'm Lee. I'm Andy. I'm Matt. And I'm Simon. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say that that was probably about as tense as I've ever been waiting for the announcement of a doctor. Usually it's just a case of you sit there, you know when it's going to happen, or you don't know when it's going to happen. But you no, just despite, kinda... despite Lee giving you a back rub all the time. <clears throat> Maybe that was, was the just... reason for the tenseness. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's got such sensitive fingers. Oh. Well, sensitive <laughs> is the operative this, word, isn't this it? Is, this is how we're going to talk for an hour. <laughs> About a 50-second clip. <laughs> Lee, sensitive. Lee's here and we can tease Lee. <laughs> <laughs> He's not been here for a while. No. Lee, on next week, and indeed the week after mm. podcasts, mm. which due to a timey-wimey coincidence we've already going, <laughs> we've already recorded, we will be mercilessly discussing your resignation email. Oh yes, yes. I did try and write it, but I presume you've written it for me already. No, just oh, when you wrote to me and now. said, <laughs> when you wrote to me and said, oh, I won't be able to come for a while. Well, I'm here. Well, I know. That's what's going to shock people when they hear that you're not going to be here next week. Surprise! <laughs> <clears throat> now, when you say you're tense... It's like night Because... No, at what point were you tense? Was it during Wimbledon waiting for the clip or when the clip started or as the clip was moving? I don't know. Prior to the start of the uh, clip. Okay. Right. N- nothing to do with the actual men's final, then. <laughs> oh, no. Did you see any of it? <clears throat> I only saw the last half hour. Well, one of the guys was like injured and couldn't really play, yeah. but he carried on, I Should suppose, it. so that the audience there didn't kind of feel they were let down. Mm. So, really, it was over and done with by the end of the mm. first mm. set, wasn't it? Straight, straight sets. Yeah. Yes. That's sport, isn't it? Well, that's, yeah. well, it's sad for the guy who got injured, but also I think it shows a lot of credit on his behalf that instead of just saying, right, fair enough, I can't continue, mm. he actually carried on and tried to make a game of it so good for him Hmm. no I was tense because this is the first time when it's actually been a likelihood that we would have a change of gender Hmm. as opposed to just a vague possibility and of course everybody who is listening to this knows my feelings on the subject so I was very tense thinking are they going to do it or are they going to well, let us down, which is probably overstating the case. But I would have felt let down if it hadn't have been a woman. And so <laughs> then the clip started and we were sitting in the living room and everybody was going, that's a woman, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. Can't quite tell yet. No, it is. It's a woman. No, that's a woman. No, really? That's a woman. And I'm going, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. No, it's a woman. It really is a woman. Phew, it's a woman. <laughs> I don't know. 
anybody else With, within the first movement I knew it was a woman yes I knew it <coughs> so was that a body but at the same thing? time it was shoulders something about the shoulders okay. and then the legs and then mm. the general movement and then the hand of course since you, you about to launch into a Bee Gees song <laughs> I can tell by the way you use your yeah um, <clears throat> no really because I, I was just sitting there thinking can't be it can't be it can't be a fella surely and if it's it can only be Matt because only Matt walks like that but um, our Matt yeah our Matt this one here yeah. no Amazing. he doesn't walk like that <laughs> no. he walks like a tall gangly thing no <laughs> that's obviously not yours oh no <laughs> Stalking somebody else. Prior to the clip starting, we're missing the big thing here. The coat is exactly the same coat that Tom Mennery wore in our seasons of War film. It was. It's exactly the same same coat. So, without getting into this, so I could, I couldn't tell it was. I couldn't tell it was a woman. And. Without I was hoping to talk about prior to the clip okay. before we actually okay. talked okay. about the clip. <laughs> okay. I was trying to do this in okay. some kind right. of a sequence. Uh, okay. How did anybody else feel in the moments before it happened? Anticipation, dread, excitement? I, I didn't actually know what the format was going to be because nobody the, last, did. the last couple of times it's been this kind of Zoe Ball in the studio um, setting, wheels well, on. We'll talk about the potential reasons why we had what we had in a minute. Yeah, and that's what I was, that was kind of why I was expecting. So actually, Sue Barker just suddenly, you know, gives you about five seconds preamble and then suddenly you're into this clip. Yeah, but how did you feel before that, the course of the afternoon? Well, I mean, again, because I didn't watch all of the tennis, and I suppose in the back of my mind I was thinking, oh, the tennis is going to go on a little bit longer than it actually did. And so I wasn't... I wasn't really wound up. I wasn't really tense mm. at that stage because I thought I had a little bit more time um, before the program, whatever the program was going to be, actually appeared. So I was, I actually I was I, I was okay. I wasn't tense or anything. And then suddenly, I, in fact, I, I just nipped. I'm really I, asking. I've just nipped in the kitchen. I nearly missed it because I, <laughs> <laughs> I could have come in after making a cup of tea, and it all got maybe yeah. back. I know. Matt, really good I, story. Matt knows what I'm asking. I was in the kitchen at the time, and oh, maybe he doesn't. So I was, no. Well, this is, the, this is the first time I didn't know who it was going to be. So in the past, apart from Matt Smith, I suppose I didn't know it was going to be. Oh. Except wasn't Matt Smith sort of strongly rumoured in the papers, and suddenly, well, in the past, this is something else I was going to get to in a minute. In the past, these, these <laughs> names, these names have just sprung up in the news like a day before. Or Matt like, Smith suddenly appeared on the morning of yes, the day of yeah, the announcement yeah. as a hot favourite. Yes, which yeah. kind of meant he overtook what? all the others. Yeah, really, yeah. as a, yeah. as a serious. Yeah. Yeah, but, Matt Smith's uh, name wasn't in the frame, and then suddenly on the day of the announcement, he was the hot favourite. But who, this time, who, who puts the name forward? In those cases, the sun. Yeah. leaks, rumors. Yeah, right. yeah. But this I time, Jody Whittaker was in the sun today, <coughs> I prior, or yesterday. I managed okay. to miss it, so I I had no idea. So that made me slightly more excited. Um, but I was I was excited when the clip started running. I think, but I had no idea who it was, and I couldn't no. tell if it was a he or a she. I'm kind of the... making the point that for the first time ever. There's been a 50-50 chance it would be a gender change. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of asking if anybody had any anticipation well, about that particular well, aspect that of it. is something I was going to bring up anyway, is that there was a Well, I was moment, going to ask you particularly. There was but a moment a few weeks ago at the end of the series 
when all I could think about was uh, when, when we saw the Christmas clip, I was I just think I was just thinking about then, just then, my whole body, my whole brain, everything about me was thinking, this is it. This has got to be the time for change. They can't, you know, a few years ago, hmm, it would have been a massive risk. Would have been a bit tricky to get it through. Three years ahead, might miss their chance. This has got to be the point. So it's a bit of an epiphany moment, actually. I just kind of thought, yeah, I really hope it is. So I think it was like you, just sitting there thinking. Go on. Do it. Do I, it. I did, I could have, just on the subject mm. of the Christmas special as well, this brings a whole new level to the Christmas special. Because mm. William Hartnell's doctor, okay, David Bradley's doctor, <laughs> is about to change for the first time ever. Peter Capaldi's doctor is about to change into a woman for the first time ever. Mm. So there's not just the two characters reflecting each other in the fact that they don't want to change. But they're also reflecting each other in the fact that there's going to be something precedential about the change, yeah. as Donald Trump might have it. And actually, with Patrick Troughton, it was a complete success, and we don't know what's going to happen next, but we are hoping it's going to be a complete <coughs> so success. I, d- I didn't. It shouldn't be. I still thought it was unlikely it was going to be a woman, regardless of, of everything. So I didn't think it was, a f- in my head, it wasn't 50-50 chance. I thought mm. it was still unlikely to be a woman. So I was really? well. You're just stupid then, aren't well, you? Well, as it turns out, I was wrong. But I don't. I don't think. I, you know. But why? I, why not fifty-fifty? Like, us? what is it that's that you were thinking that was different to the way um, maybe you were thinking because of the, the last way it's years? way it's been made before, and there are hints that it was going to be a woman, in the way that Stephen Moffat has paved the way for it, and he introduced in jokes. But yeah. the series has has teased people with that possibility before mm. so that's something that the, t- the series, sure traditionally, the series not, traditionally does yeah but maybe not to this level that's what was going no on but in my Stephen, head Stephen Moffat, te- Stephen Moffat teases viewers more than it has before so in Stephen Moffat terms that teasing is the equivalent of what's come before as it turns out it was paving the way towards something and I was wrong but mm. I still in my head I, I don't think it was 50-50 I think this is still quite an unusual a surprising move Nah, mm. I think it was more than 50-50. I thought it was... Well, I was fearing that there would be conservatism amongst the people who make these mm. decisions, but I don't know. I've said it plenty enough times over the last few months, so I thought it was pretty bang on that it had to be a woman this time. This was the time for it to happen. But then <clears throat> a lot of the talk has been about Chris Chibnall being hired because the BBC really wanted um, you know, something different, radical, some somebody to come in and shake it up a little bit. Well, it's and funny. I've just written an entire column about Chris Chibnall's radicalism that's not due out on the shelves until okay. about four days after this podcast will be going out, where at the end of it, I talk about his radicalism, and then there's a very last sentence I throw in. <laughs> I throw in a tiny little, or maybe he'll just cast a woman. <laughs> Annoyingly, I thought, I thought yesterday, I bet it's someone from Broadchurch... Broad Annoyingly, I didn't place this anywhere in, in, in social media, only provable yeah, website. Well, this isn't. But I did, uh, think, I did think so. Could be Lenny Henry, possibly, or and so I started going through who I knew were in because I didn't see the last series of Broadchurch, but I was going through who I knew was in the last series of Broadchurch. Right. Yeah. Well, she was in till three. Yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So if I'd gone to the cast list and thought rationally about what sort of age range they'd go for, then yeah, suddenly you're narrowing it down. Yeah. I don't think she would have necessarily jumped out at you, though, as a choice. Possibly not. Possibly and not. Probably you can, not with that thick, accent. You can do a logical <laughs> deduction. Well, she's from actually Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's from 30 miles away from where I'm from. Yeah, yeah that's why he's chuckling. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's... that's we'll talk about her in a minute, because let's carry on doing this 
trying to give it some chronology so at least our mm. conversation will have a little bit of you know format to it the actual clip okay here's probably the reason why we got what we got and then we'll talk about what we got Probably the reason is that she's going to be in the studio for a morning or an afternoon recording her end of the regeneration scene sometime this coming week, perhaps, or did it last week. But I would suspect mm. that it's either really imminent or really recent. Yeah. And they probably feared the news would leak. So they've decided, okay, we've got the cameras, we've got a couple of people, we've got the actress, she's in Peter Capaldi's costume, mm. let's spend the morning doing the regeneration, then in the afternoon, let's just f- film something quick that we can bung out on BBC One this weekend. It's Wimbledon, <coughs> we'll bung it out there, yeah. it'll be 50 seconds long, and we'll do that. So I'm, you don't, you, <coughs> I'm su- I'm, I was going to say, I'm surprised they even risked doing some filming outdoors. Uh, with it's her. obviously... It's patently right in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, the the the, the fear, the fear of, on the production crew must have been palpable. But maybe you could have probably done that with just one cameraman, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, if it, if it been one of my productions, it would have been. <laughs> and I was just about to say that without having to keep coming back to your film every mm. single time you're on, but Seasons of War is great, and you <laughs> but it has a, it does have a similar thing. It is set in a wood, yeah. and you know, it's very lo-fi. Well, I, you, I you love could, the you fact could, that you could do that with some three or four people, yeah. Yeah, just a steady cam moving through the through the. You wouldn't even need three or four people. There's no, <coughs> so, there's no sound on it. No. no. So I wondered, I wondered if the story had already leaked, and this was a preemptive thing. I suspect the reason the story leaked was because they filmed this thing, right? Because mm. okay. I don't think this, I don't think this thing was done that quickly, mm. because. If it had been in response to the story leaking, they'd have had to get her and a cameraman and a director together mm. and a location and permission to use the location and all these other things. And the TARDIS, which certainly the TARDIS was there as well. So no, it's a photograph. No, that, that's definitely been comped in, yeah. yeah that, because that again, okay. uh, from, from the point of view of risk, if you're going outdoors and suddenly yeah, there's yeah. a van that has yeah. to offload so that's the TARDIS, TARDIS yeah. you're, you're done. So she's basically, basically gone to some, some sort of dogging site near Cardiff <laughs> yeah. and just been followed around these grimy yeah. wastelands. The, the one that filmed. you go to. Now. Yeah, 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 um, the one I, yeah. But also there was a bit of an old wagon there. It, was, it looked a bit kind mm. of uh, Middle Earth, didn't it? Yeah. But it could have been from the set of the last... I really episodes. like. So I really. So if Most, we're talking yes, about the, if we're talking yeah. about the clip, I really like the clip. I, I want that to be the start of a story. Oh yes, this was. Yeah, was I nice. was going to bring that up. Yeah. I was going to ask what everybody thought it was of the very clip itself. Pretty. It's kind of magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, obviously, obviously, it's not continuity in that it's going to slot in somewhere. Well, presumably well, the not. The build but, clip did. Well, oh yeah, the build clip did, but that was I mean, it, narrative. It, it ties into this the teaser just... that they've been showing over the last um, few days with the key and the um, sort of the uh, the stone mm, yeah. um, plinth thing, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's obviously a mark. So it, it, it ties which included that, sand and cliffs, just like they had in Broadchurch. Broad, yeah, so I mean, maybe that was just a very big hint. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, so the co- the costume she was wearing was that was wasn't quite Capaldi's co- costume, was it? It but was yeah. different. Well, we don't know what so Capaldi's going to be wearing at the end of Christmas. No. So the impression, the impression I got is they purposefully gave her clothes to make her look less like a she from behind. So shapeless clothes. Yeah, it was a, it was a long coat. Cause, so it yeah, because kind of... I've seen comments on social media that they're saying, "Oh, we love the costume. 
We love mm. the outfit. <laughs> might not be that. And I don't think that's, that's the case. Know. That's just a sort of a disguise. Well, somebody also well. did say it was Peter Capaldi's costume. Okay. Um, you, you've got, you've certainly Is got the bl- the dark the, hood thing that he sometimes yeah. wears. Yeah. Yeah. Coat but the actual, but the actual coat is nothing no. that no. Capaldi's worn. I thought it was a cape. It's very much it? like the one in Seasons no. of War. <laughs> it was a, it was a coat. It was like a not a trench coat, but a sort of an army yeah. officer's long coat. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it was big, and it was more importantly shapeless. I think. Mm. So it's sort of yeah. yeah. It's possible that he'll be wearing that by the end of the Christmas yeah, special. And people have seen, you know, behind the scenes. You know, photographs and stuff from the Christmas special, so mm. it's possible that people know that he'll be wearing that by the end of Christmas. Oh, well. I've, I've seen behind the scenes, it popped up on my Facebook. Well, I haven't, so don't say oh, okay. anything about them. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I don't recognize the coat, that's not a spoiler. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> the, coat, the coat might be a red herring, yes. they, might, they, they may have done this so quickly that they just oh, wanted well, something that's generic. What that's what that I'm thinking. Kind of works. It's kind of, yeah. And, and, it does work. And, you know, absolutely, yeah. 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 Well, it's and, obviously intended, even if it's not his actual costume, it's obviously ten, because of the hoodie and that, it's yes. obviously intended to be a sort of... Suggestible. Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing is now with, I mean, Capaldi as a character, he's gone through, I don't know, seven or eight different uh, costume changes mm-hmm. in, in his time. So, I mean, he starts off with the, the kind of the, the boots and the black with the flash of red yeah. inside, kind of referencing uh, John Pertwee. And then he's been through quite yeah. a number of variations. Hmm. So, so it's clothes, so, isn't it, rather than costume. So it's gone back to the 70s where there's, yeah, there's a silhouette of an outfit. Yeah, so, it's, kind of so, so even if so even if this is, um, this might just be one of many costumes that uh, number thirteen is going to yeah. wear. So I don't think she's going to be wearing this. That's the whole no. point of yeah. it being suggestive of Capaldi's. This yeah. is just what they're putting in to show her off, and she'll it's be good, having clothes of her own. <laughs> it did look great. It, it does look. It, it does, does look, look and fantastic. Yes. And also by yeah. by putting her by putting her in a recognisable silhouette of the costume, it kind of starts. So they're they're going. I think they're going to try and make it easier for. The, the less accepting fans and less accepting viewers to accept her as the doctor. So you start off with her in sort of maybe more masculine clothes and then oh, yeah. go along. <clears throat> so I don't think it's going to be a sort of a Missy dressing as Mary Poppins moment. With no. Missy, that was purposefully, that was both a red herring, but also purposefully jarring because it's the mm. master. He's supposed to be jarring. But with the doctor, I think they're going to do it slightly more carefully. Possibly. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, it could be a case of them having uh, sort of... Because what's happened with Capaldi and Matt Smith is that there's been a basic idea of a costume, but all of the elements of the costume have changed up at various mm. points. Yeah. So long as the basic idea of the costume has essentially stayed more or less the mm. same. Yeah. It could be they do the same with her, but when she changes up elements, she could change a pair of trousers for a skirt, and keep the same jacket. Yeah. Or she could change a sort of asexual jacket for a slightly more feminine one. Yeah. yeah. And it could, that could be how it changes up. Yeah. She could. She's got more choice actually changing her clothes about than a male doctor would, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she does. But... Good job. Good job. John Nathan Turner isn't still producing. <laughs> <laughs> what would the output be? I don't know, but it would be the, it would be the same all the way through. <coughs> all right. Oh, Colin, a Colin Baker. Or right. Boot tube. It'd be an ice cream outfit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right then, the big question, and this is this is for everybody, but Lee, I'm asking you first because about a year ago you were very anti this. Are you happy? I think it was. I was. You were pretty... I wasn't anti. I was. I was 
playing Devil's Advocate, but also part of me was I remember what you what you saying, and I remember what I said. The thing I said was about um, that the Doctor shouldn't be a man. Sorry, shouldn't be a man. Shouldn't, shouldn't be a man. Should be a woman. I tell you what. Before yeah, you go any stop. further, the funniest thing I saw on Facebook all day, and some people will have read this on so my profile, but there was somebody who was absolutely furious. They'd cast a woman. And he was raging so much. He said, I would no more want the Doctor to be a man than I would want Romana to be a woman. <laughs> that was the funniest, that, so mate, dude, mate, that's the funniest thing you saw on Facebook this evening? That was mate, pretty funny. And, and you were the one that we weren't going to go negative. <laughs> Who was the first person to cave about going about mentioning the negatives? You did about you three did. minutes ago. <laughs> that was just funny. That was just funny. <laughs> No, I, it was. Maybe. It wasn't. I wasn't anti and kind of over the top about it. But I think what it was, I was a bit. Worried. I was anti it five years ago. I said I never wanted the doctor to be a woman five years ago, and then I looked at the reasons why I didn't want the doctor to be a woman, and I said to myself, none of those reasons have any validity whatsoever. And ever since that point, I've wanted the next doctor to be a woman. Right. Well, it's been about a year then with my change, I think, because last year I was thinking if, because it seemed like a possibility, didn't it, last year or the year before, more so than ever, and we, we brought it up and started talking about it, and I think mm. I was saying something along the lines of... When we when found I, out Chris Chibnall was, was taking yeah, over. Yeah, when I was younger, you know, there, there weren't any great male role models in fictional TV that just didn't hold a gun or shoot somebody. And violence was all around everybody, and always always is. It's always around boys. Boys can do this; they, they can do that. They're action heroes. They can punch. They can use lightsabers. Play they with guns. Fun. Yeah, play with guns. The Doctor doesn't do that. He uses his brains. And no one, I can't think of any anyone else. Possibly Harry Potter, but he still uses a wand to kill things. But I can't think of anybody else who uses their brains to get them out of situations that that's around today for young boys. And that's what I was worried about. If they changed it, you'd have a whole. You know, there'll be a whole generation of kid boys that just, just just wouldn't have that good role model to look up to. And interestingly enough, today there was a reaction. I know we're going to get to the reactions in a minute, but there was a reaction from three teenage boys that I know. One was in totally accepting straight away. Went, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I know she's in Attack the Block, so that was okay. And um, the other one was in the same room as me at the time. And he's got got his head as a house. He's really confused. He was like, what? How, how's this going to work? He just didn't get it. It's like. Right. But he was accepting by the end of it, because we all spoke about it in 20 minutes in. I was saying, well, no, just imagine this. It'd be great. And that situation would be mm. different. It'd be really funny as well in places, and we could do this. And he was going, oh, I just hope it isn't a PC, you know, kind of a PC thing that the BBC <clears throat> doing. And he said that before all the reactions mm. that we'd be signed into yet. So I was trying to talk to him about that as well. But it was quite interesting for a 14-year-old boy to come up with that. Yeah. And there was another lad um, who I was speaking to on the net, and he was crying. He was crying. He's 17, and he was crying. He said, that's it, I haven't got a male role model anymore. And he said basically the same thing I said last year. But he was <laughs> one young lad. And I don't think that's the majority. But I was a bit worried about so, it. So that's, last, that's all. So that's the only thing that was last year. But now last, night, last night I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Um, on, the, on the big screen in the cinema place. It's really good. And, and Spider-Man doesn't kill anybody in the whole film. He doesn't use guns. He uses webs, webs, which don't kill people. He purposefully turns off. He's got a special um, Tony Stark-created suit that has ah. extra options, and one of them is a kill option, which he accidentally engages in and immediately shuts down throughout the film. Great. So it's a whole film right. predicated on the idea of here's a superhero, a male superhero, who doesn't, who does exactly uh, what he does. Does he punch people? And again, in Marvel, in Marvel, the the one the one superhero 
to use guns famously is Black Widow. She's she's the yeah, one that she's the most punch vicious. People one. out really hard. They still punch people out really hard. Tom but Baker Bruce, really hard. Bruce Banner. I mean, I, he doesn't. I mean, he accidentally <coughs> turns into a big green rage monster. Yeah, but, which punches people. But I, he still uses his brains. He's he's the character that Banner does. Yeah, not again, not the whole. I don't think the male role model question really holds any water in Doctor Who because Doctor Who is always about two people who are both role models, one of whom is always a man and one of whom is always a woman. All that's happened here is that the pilot and the passenger have switched positions, Mm. but there will still be a male role model who won't be using fists and guns. We assume. We assume, but I I mean, mean, it's a fairly... So so at at the moment, I can kind of understand, at the moment, all we see is a female doctor. We don't know we don't know that there's going to be a, a corresponding male companion to Yes, it's long. Chris Marshall, we know that. Well, <laughs> so <laughs> so I can, That'd be so good. So I guess the anxiety is in the, the eye of the beholder at the moment. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think it's, it's a it fairly an, safe assumption. Well, it's a way of reassuring. It's an, it's an instant reaction as well. And yeah, I, I think people are just going to they'll get used to it. And the interesting thing yeah. about the, the role model, because I know we had a conversation about this a while back, um, was that when I mentioned our conversation <clears throat> to my wife she instantly said well what about uh, a role model for young girls yes um so so just just as you might feel that things are possibly shifting from the, the boys um, point of view um a, a role model um for a, a non-violent smart character that, that really girls violent well characters that are for girls with your there not any... I mean, but... that 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 that's that is on kind of primetime talent. <clears throat> that's going to be influential. Uh, Jessica Jones. So that's, over, that's over 18s. Again. Okay, okay. Um, for sure. Do you watch children's TV much these days? I don't anymore, actually. What's it like? Um, well, I'm at the stage where we're still watching the very junior stuff, but mm-hmm. I suspect that if you watch the slightly older stuff, there's probably more girls TV that's more like boys TV than they used to be. So it wouldn't surprise me if there were. But again, there does seem to be more. Go back to Doctor Who. The female role model's always been there. It's an inherent part of the programme. But And I'll bring this point up again because I think this point is worth stressing. Previous to today, the person in charge of the ship has always been a man and the person who he invites aboard the ship has always been a woman, and he decides where they go, and she has to follow his lead. Now you get a situation where she decides where they go, and assuming that it's going to be a man in the companion role, he has to follow her lead, and there can be no better example for the series to set than that both genders can do both things. And let's face it, any boys who like Doctor Who could still watch Tennant and Smith and Capaldi and well, Eccleston. I did also, I mean, it's probably not a, a, a brilliant example, but I did ask him, you know, do you watch a Sarah Jane episodes? Yeah, they're great, great they're brilliant. And so, well, you've oh, yeah. essentially got a male, uh, a female, a female doctor. doctor Who there, really. Yes, yeah. so I brought the different. same thing up today. Yeah. yeah. And it's... I mean, <clears throat> do we wor- do, are we worried that um, there might be a, a, a young male viewership that will fall away as a result of mm, what's happening. See, really, because young boys are young boys, you know, I mean, they like fighting. And, it didn't seem to happen with Buffy. 
So Buffy had a strong central female performance, yeah. and also Jessica Jones. Is, I mean, it's not it's not pitched at the same yeah. age range. But, I think if you give but, them monsters yeah. and sci-fi, yeah. boys will watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, th- yeah, you'll be a tiny percentage that will say, no, I won't watch it. Mm. But that tiny percentage will be way more than made up and for ki- by the girls who currently aren't watching and it, kids, who suddenly will start. And kids are much smarter than us. Now. Yeah. I mean, basically. I'm, I'm guessing kids are just much more accepting mm. and much more modern than we are. So it's probably only like small sort of like forty-ish. Uh, somebody people. else. Yeah, we, 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 we know. We know that that com- is the that are complaining about this. Going, oh, it's not like it's not like it used to be in the old days. Well, somebody else <laughs> said on <laughs> Twitter back in, again back in today. Something else I retweeted a tweet. Six-year-old boy. They've cast a woman as the doctor. What's that all about, mother? Yeah, they've cast a woman as the doctor so what kid yeah what's for tea yeah Yeah. it'll be it'll be they'll just move on as soon as the program appears they'll watch it you know and i think also as well as as well as the uh the 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 viewership moving on pretty quickly uh once um the series starts proper i think i think the program makers themselves will not be making an issue of this at all and i don't think that i don't think there'll even be very many kind of in jokes or um, opportunities used to, uh, well, this uh, is to it. kind of highlight the gender. I think they're just going to get on with the character. Well, if you've got a completely new companion, there's absolutely no reason to bring it up. Mm. Well, that's kind of why I, like, I quite like this clip. So the clip, the uh, the, the 50 second yeah. footage, yeah. was done really straightforward. It wasn't a big Zoe Ball presented. No. Here's no. the first female doctor. They yeah. didn't really mention that. They it didn't just, mention here's, it. No. Here's the doctor. No. I think Sue Barker might have mentioned it. Just afterwards, but as a, as a reaction. But no, I think she just literally just, just says, said, "So there you are, Jodie Whittaker as the thirteenth Doctor," yeah. okay. and yeah. then it moved on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was the way it was done. It's so matter of fact. Just no, I, 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 I much prefer. I much prefer the way that they did um, announce it in the end. I was expecting what yeah, we'd seen less, before. A lot less embarrassing. Yeah, they just—it's <laughs> kind of like here you are. This is the woman who's playing the part. Hmm. And, and actually, what you got. Because previously you've had a short conversation with the person it is, Matt Smith, yeah. Peter Capaldi, and they've done it like that. Yeah. Presumably because they couldn't do that rather than because they didn't want to this time. Or maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they just did want to leave it that matter of fact mm. and let people get on with it. But the nice thing was Doctor Who magazine did get a chance to have a quick conversation with her, which they put out on Twitter. Right. Okay. So you did actually get a few quotes from her along with the clip, mm. right. if you knew where to look for them. I mean, I'm sure down the line we might get something a little bit more, you know, between now and the, the Christmas special, I'm sure we might get a little bit more in depth. It won't necessarily, it won't be oh, no a, question. It won't be a Zoe Ball Razzmatazz thing because it's not an announcement in the same way, but... I know, there'll be, well, Doctor Who magazine will carry a oh, big yes. interview with her, yes. which will be her... Joe well, Brisket is the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and going by the um, way they've done it the last few times, the Doctor Who magazine will be the first proper interview the mm. actor's done so mm. you look for that perhaps in next month or the month after Yeah, I think with Peter Capaldi it was a couple of months Yeah, I'm trying to contain my excitement she's a doctor guy, <laughs> she's a doctor woman she's a woman, she's a doctor yeah. she should be Romana, she should be female oh, hang on. <laughs> this is but have, have you not found that the explosion on the internet has been like your quote people have not thought, they've just gone like that but they did, yeah. they do that 
vomiting. I mean, the, yeah, this is sort of in slightly enhanced by latent sexism, but it's also it's also people seeing a fifty second clip and then saying she's a bit rubbish, and it's just oh, I don't know. This is the bit I never understand. But but it's, already reviewing it's, her performance before she's actually like. Well, it, 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 it's most of these really horrendous yeah. things yeah. that are coming up, which is not normally. It's normally kind of oh, the show's being ruined by the BBC again. But it mm. seems like people watch it and moan about it anyway. Yeah. This yes. time around, people are almost saying right, R.I.P. That's it. Dot who is dead. I am no longer. It's like, yeah, you know, they're getting down. more and more brazen, these people. Yeah. More and more. Like, I'm going to yeah. put my entire thoughts up there for the whole. But it's it's analogous to, to when Daniel Craig was cast as Absolutely. Bond. Absolutely. And they set yeah. up websites, which is. Oh, that's right, yeah. Craig, Daniel uh, Craig isn't Bond or Bond's not. Bond's not blonde. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. And Daniel yeah. Craig turned out to be one of the most popular Bonds yeah. and the best Bond. That, that have been. And these this website's still there, and this guy is still. Because I went on it just to. <laughs> Give myself a blood pressure boost. He's still, he's still writing articles about how Daniel Craig isn't my Bond, and what? he's still critiquing these <clears throat> these fantastic films in this kind of invective to way. To himself, yeah, yeah, basically to himself. He's yeah. he's oh, he's basically UKIP. He's in such a minority because the world's. But to gone. be honest, this was going. This was you know the internet reaction that, that we are getting, both positive and negative. We were going to get this. Yeah. This is this yeah. is not a surprise. The yeah. haters well, will hate. Well, the more important thing. Is not the reaction that's happening because that reaction was always going to happen. Mm. The more important thing is by doing it now, they've saved that reaction from happening in the future. Because mm. if it had been a man, <laughs> then we'd have had the same reaction except the other way around. Yeah, you know. And then next time we'd have had the same question again and the same reaction again. Yeah. This way, even though next time there'll still be people who say it has to go back to a man, no, it should be another woman. It will be. Very much less than we've had this time. Of course, yeah. This has been the biggest Doctor Who news announcement, probably since the announcement that Russell T. Davis was bringing it back in 2003. And the people who've come out of the internet today, this will be the most Doctor Who gets talked about on a single day since ever, because yeah. back in 2003, a lot of these people wouldn't have had the internet. Mm-hmm. So this is probably Doctor Who's biggest day on social media in its entire history. And regardless of what those people are saying, and I'm not going to say anything other than I think it's about 95% positive, but a very vocal 5% negative, probably from mm-hmm. what I've seen. But regardless of what those people are saying... That's publicity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is going to lead people to think, let's tune in and find out. Not even even regardless of what those people are saying. So those those 5% because they're really vocal, that's just playing into, I mean, they are advertising the series. It doesn't matter what they say. And this is, and the BBC will know this, that they want this. Well, yeah. The viewing figures for the first um, episode of um, Series 11. And not only that, but what they're doing is all the people who would have been curious will tune in. Of course they will. All the people who would have been curious because now they're hearing all the arguing about it will tune in. Mm. And all the people who hate the idea of a woman doctor will (laughs) tune in so they can hate it and might find they like it. This is why I was saying before, before we recorded, that the negative... The negative reaction to it is actually probably one of the more positive things about it because it you get a negative reaction, well. reaction, you get a positive reaction, and the two butt up against one another, and that butting up against one another 
creates kind of social media gold and advertising mm. gold <laughs> and it creates a moment it creates a yeah. you know it's People... better it's better than a, a non-contentious actor in some ways i think maybe if they cast someone like david tennant they wouldn't have got nearly as much interest no, no. it would have just been okay let's go on let's move people let's, are let's talking about doctor who right now more yeah, than they yeah, have yeah. in well yeah. a yeah. very very long time which is why to be fair if they'd have cast chris marshall say you would have had a negative yeah, reaction yeah. because it wasn't a woman mm, because yeah. some people yeah. like myself were expecting a woman mm. but but this it is, wouldn't have been to the degree. And this has raised an important debate on social... So it's not only advertised in the series, it's actually raised Ooh. quite important issues about television, which which is a great thing. Which is a good, and strong actually thing. actors in television as well. Yeah. Mm, you yeah. be paid the same way, for instance. Yeah. Mm. All that sort of stuff. Well, she'll probably be paid <clears throat> slightly less than Compaldi is Because of who Because of, is. Because just of the star rate. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the general... Yeah, has it, has it changed in TV? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's not a set rate, is it? You're a gay <coughs> actor for the price you can get them off their this, agent. Yeah, for. this this is going to be a conversation so, between the Beeb and um, we're never going to her know. agent, no, really. But yeah, but you can safely assume that as the lead in the BBC's it's now like biggest program, it, yeah, yeah. without Sherlock and without Top Gear, she's not going to be getting paid what she'd have been, you know, as the second lead in Holby. And whatever, whatever she gets paid, the exposure that she gets, yeah. Is you know phenomenal, valuable. Yeah. Mm. So, well, I asked Lee about twenty minutes ago, but it never got any further around the table than that. Andy, are you happy to see a woman in the TARDIS? <clears throat> um, I would have been, I'd have been really, really, really disappointed if they hadn't taken this opportunity. Um, I think Doctor Who needs that injection of something different and I'm hoping that this... Um... But it also needs to be a vehicle to display change to the public. Well, absolutely. But, you know, when you think about Doctor Who as, as, a, as an entity, as, as a programme, I mean, you know, from 66 onwards, change has been woven into the, the DNA of the series. I mean, it's all about change. It's all about a character who every so often goes through this transmutation and it's literally a physically a, a different person. So that's always been there. So for us to not take that leap uh, and have it a, a woman, particularly after the last, you know, four years, I mean, Stephen Moffat, you know, subtly and not so subtly, has almost every single opportunity has been laying down the idea, the folklore almost, that sometimes lords can be either gender. Well, there's been something else going on there as well, which has been the sort of usage of regeneration throughout the series, apart from when doctors change. Mm. And people have moaned about that. And one of the things that I think one of the things about that is if it's a tool in the series, then you should use it. So it doesn't have to be just for when the Doctor changes from mm. one actor to another. If it's a tool in the series, use it. But by the same token, 1966 was a massive shock to the audience. 1970, not so much of a shock. Mm. And by the time you get to 2010 and 2013, not really a shock at all. No. It's what people expect. Yeah. So how do you change something from being what people expect mm. Including all that stuff that Stephen Moffat's been doing about regenerating. Stephen Moffat essentially has left the series in a place where even if Chris Chibnall didn't want to, and I firmly believe that he probably would have wanted to, mm. if you look at things like Broadchurch, yeah. 
even if Chris Chibnall wanted to, Stephen Moffat's basically left the series in the place where he didn't really have a choice. He did force his hand. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's fairly But in obvious. the best possible way. No, absolutely. I, mean, I think he left yeah. him in a situation where he was forced yeah. to do the thing he wanted to do. Yeah, but in a way, this is Stephen Moffat's last creative decision on Doctor Who. Um, even though he's not made it strictly speaking he hasn't made it but he, it's a fait accompli he's, he's basically engineered everything to a point where if you didn't do it it would be it would be odd when was yeah. Chibnall announced how long ago oh it's got to be 18, 18 months, months maybe least. it's at least a year yeah so at least a year over, over a year okay. yeah they must have been talking about this and we know that Chris Chibnall has wanted a woman from the start because that's apparently what he said. Has he? Right. That that came up somewhere as a okay. quote somewhere I read, I'm sure. Right. Which well, means is... that they must have discussed it at that point, like, throw more of this in, please. Well, there's that Steve. Royal Television Society... Yeah, yeah. There's that Royal Television Society interview where he says he went to the BBC with something radical, expecting them to say, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. And they actually just said, yeah, go yeah. for it. So part of and, that could have been... Well, people were thinking he was going to the BBC with the idea of doing one story spread mm. across the entire year as a serial. Which he might still do. Yeah. He might still do. Yeah. But I that was the suggestion that the journalist made, not that Chris Chibnall made. And this is what I wrote in Starburst that's out in about five days. I said, well, no, it might not actually have been that. And I said two other things. I said it might be that he went to the BBC and his radical suggestion was let's have a female doctor. And the BBC just said, promotional gold, let's do it. Yeah. But the other thing I said, just to go off at a tangent for a slight moment or two, I, this might sound like complete heresy, but hear me out. I think Doctor Who might move to early Sunday evenings from the next series. I don't know whether I, I give a toss. <coughs> yes. what, what makes you Saturday sad? night is now a television graveyard. Even the big programs like Strictly and The X Factor and Britain's mm. Got Talent are shedding viewers like nobody's business. Right. Sunday night, on the other hand, in. viewerships are increasing. The reason is people do things on Saturdays. Yeah. Whereas on Sunday night, they park themselves in front of the telly to try and take their mind off the fact that they're going back to school or work the next day. Mm-hmm. That's always good. been the case. Yeah. But, but do- when Russell T. Davis brought Doctor Who back, yeah. he managed to engineer, partly because that ITV were in the midst of launching all their pop stars. And Celebrity wrestling. No, but it was the... It was the uh, X Factorish. Well, that's stuff. what that was. What was opposite the first that first series was. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about what was opposite. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about what was after it. Okay, yeah. Because that's the important thing, not what it was demolishing, but what else people were watching well, in the evenings. What, that's what Matt was watching. Is that yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But the point was, <laughs> for a while, people would actually make a point of staying in on Saturdays yeah. to watch Doctor Who, followed by. The X Factor, or whatever it was. Mm. It wasn't called The X Factor then, was it? It was something else. Pop Idol? <laughs> yeah, Pop Stars, whatever it was, yeah. I mean, so yes. Yeah, but but Saturday Night s- Telly. S- staying in was a new Became out, a thing, yeah. And now, sort of, Britain's got past that again, and people have stopped doing that on Saturday nights again. Because mm. let's face it, Saturday night is the one day of the week when you can completely relax and do what you want. Mm. So you might not necessarily want to be in front of the telly. It's about fashion. Fashion comes and goes. There was a fashion for a while for staying in and watching telly on a Saturday. That fashion seems to have gone back out the window. So why not look at the way fashion works and make the best of it by saying, right, 
Sunday night is a popular night for television. And not only that, the lead-in to Doctor Who would be Countryfile. So you'd have, say, Countryfile from 6 till 7. Countryfile is one of those programmes that is watched by an astonishing number of people. (laughs) Because it's just an easy watch on a Sunday night. Yeah. Followed by the Antics Roadshow. So Countryfile 6 to 7, Doctor Who 7 till 7.45, Antics Roadshow 7.45 till 9, whatever. You lock in and, and then... Pole dark no, nine to the, ten. Yeah. You lock in an right. audience on a Sunday yeah. evening for oh, yeah. four solid hours who never need to get their remote controls. Stick out. it before pole dark. Be a winner. It would be. Um, it'd be the call the midwife slot, wouldn't it? Was that was that a Sunday? Well, Doctor Who would be Sunday an earlier nights. slot, seven till eight. Essentially, right. you're talking okay. six till seven till eight till nine till ten. Okay. And Antiques Roadshow and Countryfile. You might laugh at the suggestion. No, they're huge. Get incredible yeah. numbers of viewers yeah. just because they're easygoing television that's a distraction Family. from the following day. Is that the one with Bob Fleming in it? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch no, any of these no. things. But they, they, they're always, you know, there or thereabouts in the viewing figures at the end of the week <clears throat> in the top 10 or 20. They might do. Matt? I prefer my Time Lords with testicles. <laughs> no, not really. I think this is this is good, but it's it's also good for America. Are you back on? Is a woman? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're not going to answer you're the Sunday night thing. Not, no, I don't really care. Oh. <laughs> really, whether it's, I don't care if it's Saturday. I was coming to you. You were you were you were about to ask me what I thought. Yes, about, I was. There we go. But I was asking you about the Sunday night thing first. Um, I I sort of zoned out on the Sunday night thing. I, I'm sure. I think yeah. I could, it couldn't it, it couldn't be moved into the week because it would be on too late. So it needs to be early evening. So it has to be the weekend. So it's either Saturday or Sunday. It seems like a it lot makes, of people are watching it on Sunday. It makes our, well. Yeah, it makes yeah. our well, review yeah. podcast slightly trickier to organise. But that's I'm sure we'll work it out. We'll oh, be yeah. okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's been ages since I've been able to watch Doctor Who live. So it's usually an iPlayer mm. or a TiVo. I mean, maybe that's what um, they'll embrace. Maybe, and, uh, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe the, maybe they'll give up on putting it in a in a position where it's supposed to revitalise a particular time of the evening. Maybe they're mm-hmm. just going to embrace the fact that people are watching it, like House of Cards. In fact, people probably are binge watching the whole season as we speak. Yeah, probably. <coughs> At so, which point they haven't seen it, you know. So in, fact, a woman. in fact, I know anecdotally, I know that some of my friends who love Doctor Who haven't seen it yet just, because they've just waited they're just up. waiting to be uh, to oh, watch it. Right, wow. Yeah, that, <clears throat> and of course these don't get, and that <coughs> is a larger percentage of the audience now. I don't think Doctor yeah. Who's lost as many viewers as people think it has. I, don't, I mean, it's obvious. Okay, some are watching on iPlayer, and those figures don't get counted until such and such a time. Right. But yeah, like I mean, that they're, says, they're not I making think... it for for the now. They're making it for posterity now. Yeah. They're not. They're making it for people to watch on Netflix from now till till people start dying. <laughs> I think this is good. <laughs> so I think these will personally. Yes, a woman then, Matt. A woman. No, I think it's good for America certainly at the moment because the, the most of America seems to be. You know, transphobic stressing about unisex bathrooms, and so this is the ideal way to troll. You know, half of America. <laughs> well, I, I genuinely That's not the half that actually I watches ge- Doctor Who. I, ge- I genuinely think that this sort of this sort of thing. I mean, it's not. It's different from from uh, changing the lead actors in Ghostbusters because this isn't a reboot. This is the same character. It's going to be clearly the same character changing gender. 
Mm. What, even though they are a time lord, so they're kind of gender free, it's still you're presenting a character who is gender fluid, and this is this is the this is the new world. This is what people have to start like, trusting Accepting. because it's more mm. you know it was you know homosexuality before. Now it's now it's transgenderism, and America hasn't quite well. Okay, but do a, you American like it? No, no, I hate it. No, oh, I'm really right. uncomfortable with the idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I like... To, to be honest, I didn't... I don't mind so much whether it's a, a man or a woman. It's good that they've they've bitten the bullet and just gone with it this time. I'm happy with that. I liked... I've liked Jodie Whittaker and what she's been before. We'll talk about her in a minute, yeah. Um, but that's what... That's that's my... That's what's most forefront of the forefront of my head is... How is she gonna? Mm. How is she gonna deal with the part? And has I'm, she, I'm has quite she got the acting chops? To put Which it she off. has. Well, let's do it then. Yeah. She has. Oh, so she's a, yeah. I've only ever seen her in Broadchurch, <clears throat> so I don't know what range she's got. Because in Broadchurch, from the off to the end, she plays a bereaved mother who's lost her son, yeah. who's been murdered. So you don't really get a chance to play your range. She's, so, had a, she's had quite a long stage career as well, as most British actors do. And that's where you get your range from. But that's something that we never get to see. So she's been also, in Antigone. Also, she's done... And, you know... But she's also done, on television, very popular comedy. Yeah. So if she can do comedy that's very popular, in other words, it wasn't messed up, mm. and the people who were doing it yeah. were doing it well, mm. and she can do Broadchurch... And she's dealt with special effects and action in Attack the Block. Attack the Block, she was very good. Well, that, yeah, oh yeah, she was excellent mm. in that. Then that clearly shows mm. she has range. Mm. Now the question is, does that range extend to having the charisma necessary to lead a series like Doctor Who? And I go back to what I said when we discussed this about a year ago when I talked about, um, what's the face of Battlestar Galactica, Trisha Helfer, who I suggested, yes, yeah, you're... Your obsession with this and that. <laughs> well, it obviously wasn't a suggestion of who I thought it would no, be. Yeah. It was a suggestion of somebody who I would like it to be. Right. And for for the same reason as I think Jodie Whittaker is actually a good choice for this now. Because maybe... Because if she'd have come in and been a Sylvester McCoy, or if she'd have come in and been a Peter Davison, she'd have been written off as a Oh, she's just pretending to be Doctor Who. Mm. She's just doing the things that Doctor mm. Who's do. So she needs to come in and put a stamp on the role. So she doesn't, she doesn't, it's better if she comes in and doesn't play it like the men have played it, mm. but does play it with slightly differently so that you can still tell it's essentially the same person, but with a slightly different slant <laughs> on it. So that the people who are watching it aren't making a direct comparison between the way she plays it and the way Sylvester so, McCoy or somebody played it, but are actually looking at her and her performance. So her gender is actually double-edged sword because she's got, unfortunately, as we know from this evening's Facebook comments, <coughs> she's got more to prove than a man would have. She has got more but to also, prove. But also she's the first female doctor, so she can kind of construct her own character. So yes. the, the charisma yeah. comes from... Partially yeah. comes from her gender, yeah. but I also think people actors can can work their way into charisma. You don't have to always be a Tom Baker, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. life figure. I mean, John Pertwee didn't. John Pertwee actually took all of his charisma 
out when he played the yeah, yeah. he played it completely straight. A part of that is the lines that she's given to yes, Dick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I really suspect that, um, you know, from the writing, directing and performance side of things, that they they really won't play the gender at all. They'll play they'll play the character yeah. of the yeah, doctor yeah. who happens to be played by Jodie Whittaker. I, 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 you know, there'll there'll be a few odd moments, particularly in the first maybe couple of episodes, mm. because just like Stephen Moffat wanted to allay everyone's fears about casting an older actor, um, you know, I think there might be some of that going on. Be a subtext. But, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. But after that, I think they're just going to throw that away, and I think what we're really going to get is character, which is what it should be, basically. Well, this is—I've said this so many yeah. times, a couple of times on the podcast, but off the podcast. If you gave Peter Capaldi's lines, apart from when they're obviously gender specific, yeah. but if you gave ninety-nine percent of Peter Capaldi's lines to a woman to say. Mm. It wouldn't actually make any difference whatsoever. No, they'd work, yeah. You know, and the same with Matt Smith and David yeah. Tennant, yeah. Well, particularly in the character of the Doctor, because yeah. the Doctor is he's so an, he's so an alien. alien. He's an yeah. asexual yeah. character anyway, but, essentially. Uh, well, <laughs> the brave new yeah, yeah. What, what is what is what is yeah, the definition I'm, going to be? Yeah, he, she, he moment, but, but for for reasons of of non clunkiness, I'm not going to go gender neutral with my description. I'm not right, going to call no, him that a, is clunky, yes. the day. It's going to be he, and then it's going to be a she. I think for me, but it's still the doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and think, when, but then I think and it was when still he the, was a man. I think and it's when still he was a woman. I think it's still the master. Either. Yeah, I don't like um, missing personally. We've coped with the master and Missy, well, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah the, so we cope with the doctor being a mind woman. you. Missy had a different name. Yeah, but I don't agree with that. I think it should be the master. Uh, yeah, I, I quite like because it's because it's an academic qualification. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but, but the, initially, doctor, initially, the um, there was some deception going on, wasn't there? Yes. We, we, we yeah. weren't supposed to know that yeah. Missy was the, was the master. Yeah. yeah. So I think in 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 other circumstances, yeah, but she actually, was if you look the at master, the, the master always had a, a, a funny nickname, didn't he? I mean, he had it in the last episode. Mr. Razor. Well. Yeah. Yeah. well, the point yeah. is, anyway, with the master and the doctor, they're assumed names rather than given mm. names. Yeah. So even if you do do a, well, I start calling myself Missy then. You're only changing an assumed name as yeah. opposed to a yeah. given name. She's one of the yeah. most evil people in the universe. She can, she can call us yeah. what she likes. I wasn't, I wasn't like so angry that I was writing offensive comments on Twitter <laughs> about it. I just thought it's it's nice to remember that master is an academic. It's all based on academic qualifications, which like, are um, gender neutral, like Corsair yeah. and Barusa. Yeah. yeah, not Barusa. But I'm just being uh, funny. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh. Um, so, <laughs> was that your pretend laugh, Matt? I've never heard that before. No, I just made it up on the spot. It's <laughs> my, my natural because I always think that the, the doctor is sort of not not performance proof, but so long as you get a sort of a decent stage actor who's able to sort Ooh, of. Oh, I don't project. know. You're sounding like that sketch back a, a while back. Got <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we can get anybody with an equity card. Yes. No, yeah. it's not. It's not that. It's not quite. Not quite that. No, but but it, you do yeah, have to have that charisma but, as, as James. Yeah, yeah. So part is more proof than, than others. I yeah, know, you don't I have agree. to be a person. I mean, I, I always think there's two different ways of playing it. You either you're either a personality before you become the Doctor, and mm. that's your Doctor, like Tom Baker and Colin Baker and Colin Baker, or you're more Peter Davison, and I like Peter Davison. And Christopher Eccleston. And, and Patrick Troughton. I mean, well, Patrick Troughton yeah. was the first sort of, the first kind of amorphous actor. He yeah. didn't have a sort he did of a great persona. Job, didn't he? And he also, did a great job. 
you've got to not forget that Jodie Whittaker is a person who has a personality, mm. but you, she's also an actress. Even though, she, even though she's a woman, she's still a person. We've got to remember <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. We should really have got um, a woman on this podcast tonight. My point... The problem is we don't really if know I can, any. <laughs> Don't look at me. It's not my part-time... I've got a wife. I'm a man. <laughs> Some of my best friends are men. <laughs> my mother was a woman, you know. I think that was a bit more telling than we needed. Some of my best friends are men, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> to finish my point, yes. Like all actors, she subsumes that personality to the roles she plays. If she's asked to bring it out a bit more in this one, mm. then I'm sure we'll see it. Mm. Yeah. But with reason, we've not seen it so far is because she's been playing parts. Mm. Yeah, that that raises an interesting question um about how she's going to portray i'm i'm i think it's specifically accents there was a time when mm-hmm. you know the doctor even quite recently had to be sort of um you know a little bit um received pronunciation um there must have been a conversation i'm i'm assuming with david tennant as to whether or not he could use his um, real accents or had to go for something a little bit more neutral well, they... now, now we're in the realm where you know well practically everyone's Scottish basically at the moment aren't they so you, you've got um, and, and that's absolutely fine I'm just wondering well you know we had Eccleston with his yeah. northern accent are we going to go that way again yeah, with... or a Yorkshire accent I suppose that would be, be a, quite fun I, I guess suspect it would be, be a slightly softened version of the northern yeah. accent yeah. I suspect one of the things that is slightly off-putting about Peter Capaldi might be the accent, and he has softened it quite considerably. Mm. So it's only... To the every... point where he sounds like Tom Baker. <laughs> I've been, yeah, known, to, I've been known to throw the subtitle um, facility on my TV on a number of times with dear old yeah. Capaldi. When he go, yeah, there are moments when he'll yeah. suddenly go very Scottish, and he... Just if he skirts over a word or a phrase and it just... But generally, since Eccleston, they've all had... Had their own accents. Relatively neutral accents. I've had the subtitles on since Tenant because as much as I love Murray Gold's music, it does seem to encroach quite a lot. Oh, the mix. That's that's more to do with the mix rather than... (laughs) Very difficult to hear these days. Actually, you're right. That's what it is. I've got terrible ears. What's that? What's that for you? (laughs) But apparently when... um, I've forgotten the actress's name now who plays um, uh, the, You've the, forgotten the character's name the, as yes, well, haven't sorry, you? Yeah, That's the, not very helpful. This is very the, much the, the, the female the embodiment of the TARDIS in The Doctor's Wife. Idris. Oh, Idris, yeah. I can't Saran remember. Jones. Saran Jones. Apparently there was a conversation where she wanted to have, I think she's got a uh, mm. North of England accent, and, and a producer, not sure who, said um, um, the TARDIS can't, can't be Northern. And so she had to put on. She had to put on that kind of. Actually, that's uh, a fair enough point because yeah. the Doctor changes personality, but the TARDIS oughtn't to. Although, on the other hand, the TARDIS is inhabiting the body, so it would be taking on that body's voice. Yeah. So really, you have to consider where would that person have come from? Who the TARDIS is yeah. taking like, the body? And the Master with. takes on an American body, and for some reason, the vocal cords make him sound American. <laughs> yes, which they would. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> So, yeah, no, it's just, it's, I mean, obviously the, these are some of the discussions that may have already taken place or yet to take place that they have to come. Well, we'll find out. What's up, Matt? They have to know. I'm, I'm thinking probably accent is to do with more mouth shape than vocal cords. But that's just me. Sorry? 
accent is to do with the mouth shape as the, the sounds coming out of your mouth and the tongue position rather than the vocal cords. So both. the fact that this is quite pedantic, but <laughs> the master changes his vocal cords, but it's okay. the, the muscle memory around the mouth. So if somebody so there's starts no gurning, reason why they can change their voice. So if, if the master speaks in the British accent and then regenerates into an American, he'd still speak in the British accent. But the master didn't regenerate into a British body. He inhabited the British body. Right. So and an American. Still, yeah, an American okay. body, sorry. Anyway, right. I, I'm, I'm guessing that the accent would be a conversation between Jodie Whittaker and... Yeah, and the no, I, no, no I'm just interesting to know... It's whatever she's comfortable performing in, I suppose. Yeah. I'd, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook was saying that her character in Broadchurch, they found her... Dorset. Dorset accent's yeah. a bit wobbly. I, mm. I haven't. I only saw a few few. Well, I can't do Dorset. Do yes. I sound like her? No. Well, let's let's assume no she sounds like that in Dorset. We can assume right. we can assume that she's <laughs> okay. not. She's, we can assume she's not going to use a Dorset accent. Right. Did, no. she, in Dorset. did she nail the physical, uh, the the fictional accent that she was trying to do in in Broadchurch, or was she just? Very wobbly. No, unless you work on a farm and haven't had any contact with a lot of people for forty years, <laughs> you might have an accent that's a bit like but, that. But okay. It's a very but, archers thing. But it's also all, all of the archers actually. All the characters oh, right. in Broadchurch okay. had a bit of that. They all going did. On. And I was just thinking, when if you ever go broad. to, is Broadchurch supposed to be set in Dorset? Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. in that yeah. very place, which is very port. well Dorset. Yeah. No one talks like that <laughs> unless you're on a farm. <laughs> Yeah. And you've you've got that traditional sound to your voice. But I guess Broadchurch wasn't really intended for Dorset people. It was intended no, for yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a TV short okay. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, Simon, who couldn't make it tonight, said, "I actually teared up and started shaking. Aww. This was a triumph that would have only been seconded by a Tory loss." Jesse, <laughs> what a big wuss! Yeah, I know. did you just call her Jesse? Yeah, well, I, I thought that because I read that before. I didn't tear up. I mean, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> You wouldn't tell us if you had. I sort of went, oh, it's your heart. I don't. <laughs> He's in touch with his emotions, so that makes him a Jesse cyber match. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've also got an email from David Carrington who says, Dear privileged white males, stroke social justice warrior snowflakes, <laughs> delete as applicable. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to drop a few thoughts at the announcement of the new doctor. The Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. I'll just diverge slightly in something Matt West said on Twitter, on the Milk account, no, on Facebook. He said, she's not a Doctor, she's not the first female Doctor, she's the Doctor. Who's now? Well, Capaldi's the Doctor at the moment. Just about. She will be the Doctor. Sorry, (laughs) carry on. It's... No reason why we call him Cyber Matt. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I... Was that your laughing? No, no, there's just a lot of white men on on Facebook, <laughs> like giving, giving reassuring, sort of like motivational, sort of. I don't know. I was I was in a very I was in a very sarcastic place on Facebook, just commenting on everybody's negative reactions, just sort of. Yeah. I might have that Taking as Matt's ringtone and I'll just sample his <laughs> and so was like Matt monkey. except he did it in a more constructive <laughs> way yes yeah David continues, firstly, I don't know enough of her work to be excited or disappointed by her casting, but the fact that Chris Chibnall and the new team have chosen her as their first doctor for a new era should speak volumes. The criticism I've seen online in the house since the announcement is both depressing and hilarious at once. 
Not least, the staggering number of people who appear convinced that the show is doomed. None of these people appear to be professional television writers, performance or <laughs> production crew. Never but their amateur opinion is obviously weighty, which brings me to the first of two points I really wanted to offer here. One, we will likely see articles this week that speak about the outrage and backlash the casting has caused. What is unlikely to be mentioned is the fact that the outrage voices of backlash are a minority on the few threads I've seen. For every one complaint, I've seen at least five or six more mocking them. Probably all Matt, actually. I've done a lot of mocking. <laughs> or expressing really delight. That was probably me. In this world of social media entitlement, it is always the negative voices who are given most volume. Two, my personal delight was magnified by the excitement of my five-year-old daughter. Her actual words were, it shouldn't matter if the doctor is a boy or a girl, but I'm happy that there's going to be a girl doctor because there hasn't been one before. Rosie is six in August. She'll be seven by the time Jodie Whittaker starts her first series. So she will be exactly the demographic of Doctor Who viewers the show is for first and foremost. Not super fans being made to vomit. Not misogynists hiding behind whatever criticism they invent of agendas and heavy-handed rhyme handling, which is ludicrous as the show has actually been laying the ground and building for this for a while now. And not any of the people who claim to love a show about an infinitely impossible universe yet limit their enjoyment so rigidly. This isn't for them. It's not even for those of us who are delighted. This is for the Rosies and all the other 7 to 11 year olds for whom Jodie Whittaker will forever be their doctor. There you go. I think that's that's my point. Facebook should should have more Rosies on it because Rosie's opinion carries far more weight than anybody else's. Mm. That's Except actually Facebook is for thirteen and up. Well, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <coughs> um, so not, not that much up from thirteen. <laughs> Has anybody else got anything they want to say about tonight, apart from good? And anybody who doesn't think so can rot in here. <laughs> I think we're unanimous in our feelings that this is a good thing. We, right. We, in that gonna, case, we're going to mark it out of ten. <laughs> Do you want to mark the clip out of ten? You can if you want. <coughs> I'm not going to stop you. Oh, it's just the casting out of ten. Um, <coughs> in two weeks' time, I will promise at the start of the episode to read an email by Nick Knoll, and at the end of the episode, I will have forgotten to read the episode by Nick Knoll. So I shall preempt that mistake by reading the <laughs> email now. Okay. Hello. Confused. <laughs> you can't believe it. <laughs> Well, we've already recorded the next two episodes, expecting them to go out tonight and next week. And then this came up, so we suddenly had to do this one in between. Um, like the war doctor. This is the war episode. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> this is the episode you weren't expecting, but you've got anyway. Nick Knoll says, hello, Blue Box Podcasters. This is World Enough and Time, and um, the Doctor Falls, because this is what the email was in response to. The last 10 minutes of World Enough and Time were as good as any I can remember in the Capaldi Moffat era. Given this, it is not surprising that the Doctor Falls did just that. It fell a bit flat in comparison. Very much the way Death in Heaven was a mild disappointment in the wake of the more interesting episode that preceded it, Dark Water. In the Doctor Falls, there were some very good things, some not so good things, and some developing things the quality of which have yet to be determined. The good. 
Nardole. I had great reservations when I heard that this character was going to play a major role in many of the episodes in Series 10. The character, as portrayed by Matt Lucas, was a wonderful surprise. The character had much greater depth than I could have imagined. His protector of children role at the end of the episode was a beautiful touch. I hope at some point a future Doctor will stop by and allow us a glimpse of how this character's new life turned out. Capaldi. He continues to impress to the end. He is always the individual on the screen that you are compelled to watch. The Two Masters. It was fascinating to see the internal struggle of the Master played out in the form of the tension between Missy and John Sim. Sim was the controlled, subtly menacing Master he has always had the potential to portray, while maintaining his absolutely frightening psychopathy. Michelle Gomez is quite simply the best Master in the show's lengthy run, the Master's double suicide seems the only way he could resolve his unresolvable conflicts. <clears throat> the Bad. The Rescue by Puddle Girl. I realise that this was set up by episode one, <coughs> but even with that, it's still pretty cheesy to have Bill magically rescued by a poorly explained, godlike, apparently all-powerful liquid girl whose main purpose seems to be to have been to be available as an in-case-of-emergency break-glass love-interest alien. Yeah, it's a nightmare to read though. <laughs> Rather than pull this rabbit out of a hat, it might have been more courageous, poignant and satisfying to have Bill ultimately sacrifice herself for the good of others as a Mondasian Cyberman. You're wrong. The Doctor's escape from the Masters. The Doctor gets hit, but with his superior Time Lord abilities, quickly programs a change to the Cybermen that includes seeking out beings with two hearts. His ability to do this in an undetected fashion seems to ignore the fact that the other two folks in the room are also Time Lords with similar superhuman abilities in regard to perception and action. If this was so readily accomplished, why not just reprogram the Cybermen to seek out bunny rabbits for conversion, saving the universe thousands of years of misery? Oh my <coughs> god, that it's... is a new episode. Unless you're a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does actually say that, but Lee okay. just cut me off. Oh. Unless you're a rabbit. Cyberbabbits. And also, rabbits are so numerous that if they sort out rabbits, <gasps> it would be the end of the, you know, yeah. they just... Oh, anyway. Yeah. Well, you said Cybermen, as you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, aren't really out to kill people. They're just out to change people. Mm. So if you took the out to change people thing away from them, they just wouldn't bother people at all. Mm. Out to change rabbits. Mm. And the last thing in the bad, the regeneration that wasn't. The regeneration fake out is not my favourite ploy. However, it is helpful to know that if a Time Lord wants to stop regenerating, all he or she need do is yell no really loud and put their hands in some snow. (laughs) There's never snow around when you need it though, is there? I'm sure I have a nice pack on the target now. The Undetermined. Uh, Two slush puppies. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep them handy at all times. Extra large, red and blue. They're two orange ones, surely. (laughs) The Undetermined. The first Doctor. Moffat has done a marvellous job of pushing forwards parts of the show's canon in interesting ways. For example, this episode's Genesis of the Cybermen. The appearance of the first Doctor presents a final and profound opportunity for him to do this again. The next Doctor. Doctor Who has nothing to prove in regard to embracing progressive social stances. Yet these considerations drive much of the discussion around the choice of the 13th Doctor. I'm hopeful the choice will primarily involve finding the actor who will provide the most entertaining character portrayal, regardless of race or sex. 
Start warming the hot chocolate. Christmas isn't that far off. Your friend, Nick. <clears throat> we will actually, in a couple of weeks' time, be having a conversation on that episode about the possibility or likelihood of an announcement of who the next Doctor is going to be at any point in the near future, which will be quite redundant by the time anybody <laughs> listening to this podcast gets to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Anybody got anything else they'd like to bring up? So um, I missed the last couple, obviously, but um, what was said about the uh, William Hartnell appearance at the end? What did you all think about that? Great. Yeah. Or was this letting it out too early before the other ones? No, no, no. We talked about this. Okay. No, but do you think it's, it, it is the first Doctor? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, it's yeah. not like a one Doctor Trixie thing. No, it'll be, it'll be It's a Wonderful Life, where the two Doctors, neither of whom wants to regenerate, but both of whom need to, are trying to avoid it. And we'll have some kind of a story wherein each of the two Doctors presents the other one with a realisation that actually, yeah, time to just get on and do it. So they'll both be Clarence and they'll both be Jimmy Stewart, alternating. With Cybermen, do you think? No. No. I think it's just coincidence that Bombers, Cybermen Mm. turn up in one episode and the end of 10th Planet turns up in the next. Well, maybe it's not coincidence. Maybe it's the fact that the Christmas episode was going to be the last few minutes of the 10th Planet that made Stephen Moffat say... Okay, why don't we make the two episodes before it the first three and a half episodes of the Tenth Planet? So, and this this is where all the little drop drop ins of of the first Doctor throughout that last series was leading to. Then, just kind of nice little moments to hand the viewers to foreshadow the first Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. grandfather references mm. and the Ark and all the yeah. other episodes. Of <clears throat> I mean, one one thing is 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 definitely for sure that the uh, the Twelfth Doctor is. Definitely going to get in touch with his feminine side um, <laughs> during this episode. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah. yeah, might not be during the course of the whole episode. No. Might just be in a few seconds at the end. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what will those first words be? I mean, I'm, I'm hoping. Oh, oh I'm hoping God. When, when yeah, well, the last it time kidney, it was it new kidneys, kidney, so this yeah. time it'll be. Uh, yeah. Yes. Not kidneys. <laughs> well, I'm hoping it won't be a, a silly joke, because that would be a shame. But maybe, just maybe, it would be great to have her with Peter Cabaldi's voice for a fraction of a second. And for, she, for she shakes her head. Yes. <laughs> and it turns into her voice. That could uh, be good. That'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? <clears throat> Get rid of the bloke. Still not ginger. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, no. I mean, I mean that it's was... blonde hair, but, you know. No, that's the other thing. Do, do Time Lords have roots? Is there, is there, is there mm. like, a Gallifreyan hairdresser? No, they've got looms, Andy. All right, looms. Right. <laughs> well, she just needs to squeeze her hand a little bit harder. She could just change the colour of her hair. Oh, okay. The magic they have. We'll pour some of that orange slush poppy over it. <laughs> when you say the magic they have, do you mean time lords or women? Well, both. Both. Like, yeah, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Oh, oh women. Are we going to be sacked? Then are you getting all uh, females on board next time? <clears throat> Are we allowed to stay now? Or? Well, you've resigned anyways. I don't know All what right. you're asking. Oh, you but... well, yeah. well, and let's not forget the reason why you're going away for a few months is for the, re- the reassignment surgery. <laughs> so that's that's sort of solved that problem. Start well, already. Whereas we're just going to regenerate. Leonora. <laughs> Actually, you do bring up a good point. I will say this now. <laughs> not, not in a couple of months' time, he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I won't listen to any of the next four weeks. Now. <clears throat> 
Did you wake you up to? You'll be so drugged up. <laughs> My God. Oh, God. Matt's turned into a five-year-old. <laughs> like, how did I've been mocking misogynistic men all afternoon. <laughs> Don't put me in the box again, please. I will bring this up now because I may not get a chance to. So the Blue Box podcast may disappear for three, four, five weeks at the end of the summer because I may be in a medical situation where I'm unable to record it. So if anybody suddenly starts missing the Blue Box podcast, you'll know why. Because probably I won't know until it happens. And so therefore I won't be able to say on the last one before it happens, this will be the last one for a while. So I'm saying it now. Okay. It's like an unexploded bomb. Well, may or may not happen. So Mm -hmm. it's only a possibility at this stage. But I think it's relatively likely. I mean, it's nothing major, but it's just something that's going to prevent me from being able to write or record and things like that. Okay. And drive. Oh, so I won't be able to uh, drive out and record the podcast and mm. stuff. So, yeah. Right, on that <laughs> gloomy note, <laughs> um, well, until next week, where we will be talking about the lower six episodes in our Series 10 episode poll from Facebook. Until then, I was JR. I was Lee. I was Andy. I was Matt. And we'll speak again soon. Mm-hmm.